even though every blessing given to us is given freely by God's grace and is ours, we are to lay hold of them through our faith and confession. In this inspirational message, we are encouraged. In this inspirational message, we are encouraged to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold of what has been given to us. In this inspirational message, we are encouraged to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold of what has been given to us. James 3 verse 6, James says here, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. In James chapter 3, James is writing about the tongue. So uh, he's not talking about the physical organ, the tongue, but he's talking about the words we speak. That's what he's talking about. And, and, and he, he draws a comparison uh, be, uh, between, in order to help us understand the power and the impact of our words, he draws comparisons with three different things. He says the tongue is like a bit in the horse's mouth. You know, the horse is such a powerful animal. But that powerful animal is controlled by this little piece of metal that's put in its mouth. And the entire direction where you want the horse to go is controlled by that bit in the horse's mouth. Then he says the tongue is like a rudder in a big ship that's out on sea. That little rudder determines the direction of the ship. It can steer the entire ship. And then he says the tongue is like a little fire. The words we speak are like a little fire. A small fire, but it can destroy an entire forest. And he says, that's how our tongue is, the words we speak. How powerful are, are our words. And then he comes on to verse 6, and, uh, which we just read. And, uh, and he's talking about an evil tongue, of course. And, uh, but we can take those things and then say, look, if an evil tongue is so powerful, how much more a good tongue will be. So he says, the tongue is a fire. It's so powerful. It's a little member set in our bodies, yet it defiles the whole body, or the whole being of a person. So, an evil tongue defiles a person's being, but on the flip side, a good tongue is going to bless a person's entire being. That's why Proverbs says, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. A wholesome tongue is a tree of so a good tongue will bless a person's being. And he says, he continues there and he says, The tongue sets on fire the entire course of nature. Meaning the entire course of a person's life is influenced by the words he's speaking. The entire course of nature. The entire course of a person's life is influenced by the words he speaks. And an evil tongue is set on fire by hell. If you turn it around, a good tongue is set on fire by heaven, by God, by His words. Are you with me, Silver? Yeah. So I want us to understand the importance of our words. And we make a deliberate choice to speak wholesome words. Words that will bless our being. Words that will set the course of our life. Uh, uh, set it on fire with the right kinds of things. Influence it with the right kinds of things. And we want our tongue, the words we speak, to be set on fire by heaven. By the word that God has spoken to us in His words. His words. Amen? So, let's stand up and make our declaration this morning. It's part of our training. We train ourselves to speak the word, uh, declare the word. So, if you have your Bible, 
Please hold it up right, uh, right up in the air and say this out loud, bold and strong with me. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I'm saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I'm blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of His blessing. To many people, I receive His word. I believe His word. And I live by His word. Christ is my master. And to Him, I am in absolute surrender. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. Say hi to the person next to you. Get to know their name. And you may be seated. This morning, I would like us to just look at one verse of Scripture. Uh, if you have your Bibles, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. Let's read it together if you want. You could uh, look at it in the screen or you could just read it out from your Bible. Let's just read that verse together. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto you are also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. So this morning I just want to spend some time looking at this verse and just drawing some inspiration, some insight uh, from this particular verse of scripture. Just to give us a little background, uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, just to give us a little background, uh, the Apostle Paul is writing this, uh, his first episode to Timothy. This must have been around AD 66, just a year or two, a year or two max before Paul is martyred, killed. Uh, and so this is one of his last episodes. Second Timothy was his last work, his last episode. Paul had just been released from Roman imprisonment at this time. Uh, and in the short duration that he was free, uh, he's uh, likely to have taken Titus to an island called Crete and left Titus there to take care of the church. And then he takes Timothy to Ephesus. Ephesus is a seaport town on the west coast of Turkey, as we know it today. Uh, and he takes uh, Timothy there. He says, Timothy, I want you to stay here and take care of the church in Ephesus. Now, uh, Paul and his team have been to Ephesus twice before and they've established the work there. And uh, uh, Paul is appointing Timothy to stay there and take care of the work. And then he moves on across the agency. He goes on into, the, uh, into Macedonia. He's doing work there. And from Macedonia, he writes back to Titus in Crete. And then he writes 1 Timothy to Timothy, who is now in Ephesus. And basically, he's giving instruction to Timothy how to take care of the church. Right? And so he gives him lots of instructions, the first few chapters. And he's getting ready to close his letter to Timothy. And now he gets personal. He's given lots of instructions on how to take care of the local church. And now he's getting personal. And he says, Timothy, here's my personal word for you. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you've been called and which you've confessed a good confession before many witnesses. Now, that word is for you and me as well. It's God's word inspired by the Holy Spirit. 
It's what God is speaking to you and me as believers. So let's spend some time on that scripture. Fight. That's the first word. Everybody say, fight. You know, now many of us think, well, now that I become a Christian, it's going to be this, you know, see no evil, hear no evil, do no evil. (laughs) Peaceful kind of a life. And uh, we sometimes disengage with everything. But really, on the contrary, the Christian life, this walk that we have with God is a fight. It's something that calls us into conflict. It's something that says, you know, you've got to be, you cannot be passive. You've got to be active. You've got to be engaged. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight. So obviously this means there are some enemies that we're going to fight against. And we know that one of the enemies that we are fighting against are demonic powers, Satan and his demons. They're up against us. And so we must fight against them. Paul, in another episode, in Ephesians 6, he says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against basically powers of darkness, spirits of wickedness, and heavenly places. So we, you and I know that in our walk with God, we've got to fight. We've, we are in conflict against the powers of darkness. So it's not, you know, I just passively go through life as a Christian. No, as a Christian, you're actually engaged in a fight. Amen? Against the powers of darkness. And in the context of 1 Timothy 6, earlier before he writes verse 12, Paul is talking about false teachers and false doctrine. And so part of our engagement is to stand up against the wrong things that would deviate us, distract us, or take us off in the wrong path. Fight against, stand up against those wrong things. Wrong teaching, wrong ideas. Fight. And then he says, fight the good fight. The word there in the Greek for good simply means valuable. Something worth valuable. Fight a good fight. Meaning, first of all, it's a fight. It's a good fight because this kind of fight is worth fighting for. You know the fights that we have with the traffic lights? Or you're navigating through Bangalore traffic? Those fights are not worth fighting. Right? You get angry with somebody, it cuts you away. Whatever. Those fights are not worth fighting. Forget it. Just relax. Save your energy. But this fight is a good fight. It's worth fighting. Fight the good fight. It's a fight worth fighting for. It's valuable. It's something uh, that amounts to. It amounts to something. It's a good fight. Another reason why this fight is a good fight is because it's a fight that you and I know we are going to win. It's a good fight. We know we're going to win. The Bible says God always causes us to triumph. God's going to bring you out the winner. He's going to cause you to triumph. He's going to, through our God, we will do valiantly. We will come out winners. So it's a good fight because it's worth fighting. It's a good fight because you know you're going to come out as a winner. So fight the good. Then he says fight the good fight of faith. So this fight has to do with faith. Our enemies are out to destroy faith. Our faith in God, our faith in His Word, our conviction, our belief in who God is and what He said. So this is about our faith. Fight the good fight of... So they're obviously going to use strategies and tactics and methods that were aimed against destroying our faith. So they're going to use doubts, reasonings, arguments, 
all kinds of things that are going to try to disrupt our faith. So fight the good fight of faith. It also means that this fight is a fight that we engage with by faith. Amen? Fight with faith. Faith itself is a weapon. The very thing that the enemy is trying to knock out of us is the very thing we use against him. We go against the enemy with faith. That's why in Ephesians 6 he says, take the shield of faith. Take the shield of faith. It's your weapon against the enemy. Fight the good fight of faith. Now obviously, when God sends us into battle, He doesn't say, guys, go, all the best. No, when He sends out to fight, He's going to give us weapons. Or He has given us weapons. Right? In fact, Paul writes and he says in 2 Corinthians 10, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not fleshly, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of Says, man, the weapons we've got are mighty through God. And we can destroy strongholds. We can destroy enemy-occupied territory. We can do it. Because the weapons we've got are powerful. But as believers, we must know how to use these weapons. Right? That's why it's so important to come uh, to church. Why? So that you can hear the word of God. And you can be taught. You can be trained. You can receive the understanding of how to use those weapons that's why it's important to equip yourself in many other ways. Now, we have so many ways by which we can equip ourselves. You can read books. You can listen to things online. You can listen to things on television. Many, many, many ways by which we can get equipped to learn how to use the weapons that God has given to us. And we must as believers because we have to fight. Now, I, I know that some of us might say, you know, God's fighting for me. And it's true, God is fighting. But now God is saying, I want you to do the fighting as well. So while God is fighting for us, we must also engage with Him and fight. So He's saying, you fight, fight the good fight of faith. And then He continues in that verse, He says, what does He say after that? Lay hold on eternal life. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. Now, think about this. Eternal life is actually a free gift that God gives. We don't earn it. He just gives it to you. Is that right? Eternal life is a free gift. Yet he says, lay hold. Lay hold. Meaning, have a firm grip. Seize. Have a firm grip on it. Lay hold on eternal life. And eternal life is something as believers we already have in possession. Right? So Timothy is already a believer. He already has eternal life. And yet Paul is saying, Timothy, you got to fight the good fight of faith. To get a grip on something that's given to you freely and on something that actually is in your possession, you still need to fight the good fight of faith to get a grip on it, to hold on to it, to make it yours. Are you with me? Eternal life is, yes, it's, it's God's free gift. It is in my possession as a believer. He who has the Son has life. And yet the Bible is telling us, fight the good fight of faith because you've got to lay a hold of eternal life. And therefore, we can extend this to everything else that God is giving to us. Everything else that God gives, every blessing of heaven is given to us freely. And it is in our possession, so to speak. Because the Bible does say that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. That's Ephesians 1 verse 3. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing. So it's given to us freely. It's in our possession. And yet we must know we've got to fight the good fight of faith. To lay our hold on what has been given to us freely and what is in our possession. Lay a hold of it. Don't lose it. 
Are you with me so far? Right? So, healing. Blessing of prosperity. Blessing on your family, on your home, your marriage, your finances, your future. All of these things, God has already declared as blessed. And he's, he's freely given to us these blessings. He says, it's yours. But fight the good fight of faith to lay holds. To lay a hold of what's freely given to us. And what is in our possession. Fight the good fight of To lay a hold on eternal life. Whereunto you have been called. So this is something God has called us into. He says, given us the invitation. We have responded. We have entered into this. But I still engage. Fight the good fight of faith. I'm called. I'm in it. But I still have to fight. And has confessed a good confession before many witnesses. I know the King James sometimes uses the word profess. It comes from the same Greek word, homologia, means homo, same. Logia means what you say. You're saying the same thing. Confession. Faith has to do with our confession. We confess what we believe. We say according to what we believe. It's just the word of God. And he's saying, look, you've confessed a good confession. What is that good confession? It's what you've said in accordance to your faith. That's a good confession. You've confessed a good confession, but now you've got to fight the good fight of faith. Yes, people know what you believe. People know you've said, God's my healer. People know that you've said, God's my provider. People know that you've said, God's at work in my life. People know that you've said, God has my future in His hands. You've confessed a good confession before many witnesses. But listen, you've got to fight the good fight of faith. Got to fight. Use those weapons. It's a good fight. You're going to win. It's a good fight. This is worth fighting for. But you've got to lay hold on what is yours and what you've confessed before many people. You've got to keep fighting for it. Amen? So I want to encourage all of us as believers, as people of God. Sometimes we can get battle weary, tired. We can get sermon weary too. You know? <laughs> Pastor, I've heard enough sermons. You don't tell me when you're done, I'll wake up. <laughs> we, can get, we can get battle weary or fighting Fighting, say, when is this going to get over? When am I going to see victory? When am I going to come? When am I going to come through? But that's when we must learn to balance waiting on the Lord and engaging the enemy. There are times we got to go before God, lay down our weapons, and learn to be renewed in our strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their. So we need to learn the balance. It's not always all about rebuking the devil. There are times in everyday life that you just need to go. Lay your armor down. Be before God. Just wait upon Him so that you can be renewed in your... Otherwise, we can just end up getting very and tired of the battle. So just go back. Be renewed. Go back into the presence of God. Just wait upon Him. And because we can get battle weary, we need each other. Right? We need each other. So when you know somebody else is going through a battle, just pray. Encourage them. Pray for them. It doesn't always mean you've got to give them a long sermon, but just pray. Pray with them or pray for them. They may not even know that you're praying, but we need the, that prayer support. We need that encouragement of each other because when somebody's having a battle, maybe I may have a, a time of quietness. I can support that person in prayer. I can help. help. We can help each other lest we get battle weary. So I want us to look out for each other. We, each one of us has battles to fight. Each one of us has those, those days of evil, but those days of intensity. I don't think anybody's exempt from it. And that's why we need each other, to support each other in prayer. Lest any 
one of us give up. Amen? So whatever it is that you need to lay a hold of, fight the good fights. Keep fighting. Take those weapons of warfare, the word of God. Keep declaring the words. So this is what God has spoken. Take your shield of faith with all those negative thoughts and thoughts of doubt and thoughts of fear and thoughts of confusion keep coming against you. Take that shield of faith and say, no, with that shield of faith, I'm going to quench every fiery dart of the enemy. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you're called and to which you've confessed a good confession before many witnesses. Amen? Tell your neighbor, time to wake up. (laughs) Let's stand to our feet. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we just take a few moments to pray with each other. So if you could turn to the person either on your right or on your left or behind you or in front of you, just find somebody and say, can I pray with you? And just pray for each other. Ah, Maybe they can share with you something that uh, you want them to pray about. Just take some time and just pray with each other. Is that okay? Right? Just turn around, find somebody. Ah. In front of you, behind you, next to you, whatever. Just take a few moments to pray. Just ask them, you know, can I pray for something? They might say, you know, I need help financially. I'm going through a difficult time in my workplace. Whatever they might say. Just pray. We're going to fight the good fight of faith. We're going to stand for each other. If there's nobody that you can pray with, but you can think of someone who needs help, just pray for them. Somebody you know personally. Who may be going through a difficult time. Just pray for them. Right where you are. Just close your eyes. Just pray and say, God, I pray for so and so. And I pray you'll help him or her. And just, just let's do that right now. Let's do that right now. Thank you. As you're praying, and just ask your neighbor if they need healing in their bodies. If they need healing for any sickness, any disease. Just pray with them. Just expect God to heal them right where they are. Just speak healing over their bodies. Rebuke sickness and disease out of their bodies. Lord, we just release your healing right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We take authority. Take authority of every spirit of infirmity. In the name of Jesus. Command it to leave. Just pray for them. If they need healing in their bodies, just pray for them. Release healing. Holy Spirit, come upon them even now. Release healing in their bodies. Release healing in their bodies. Let the fire of God just flow through them. Just heal. Burn up every sickness. Burn up every disease. Let every yoke of sickness, disease be broken off their lives, off their bodies. Thank you, God. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Father, we just thank you for this time just to pray for one another. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for just lifting burdens, removing God, weariness, tensions of people's minds, for just bringing release in people's lives. Thank you for healings, for your power that's released, bringing healing. We just thank you, God. Thank you. We bless you. We just pray, Father, for the empowering of your spirit to help each one of us fight the good fight of faith. 
to lay a hold, get a grip, a, a, a tight grip on eternal life, on the things you've given to us freely, which you put in our possession to lay a hold of those things to which we've been called and which we've entered into, Lord, and which we've professed to confess the good confession before many people. We thank you. You are faithful to fulfill your word in each of our lives, that you will cause us to triumph. We thank you. We pray, Father, that each one of us will face our battles, will face challenges, knowing that you will cause us to triumph. When the battle is over, we will come out victorious. Empower us, energize us to stand and to keep fighting. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Let's close, please. Now, unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask, think, or imagine. Unto Him be glory in the church through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here this morning. Have a great afternoon. If you need prayer, uh, ministry, personal ministry, you're welcome to come. We'll be here to pray, uh, minister with you. God bless you. Have a great day. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.